Testament. God begins his journey with first with Abraham. And uh, he made a promise to Abraham. He made a promise to Moses. He made a promise to David. And then he made a promise to us. He made a covenant with David. He made a covenant with, 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 with Moses. And he made a covenant with Abraham. Amen. And not only that, but watch this. In that covenant, amen, in that new covenant, what we find in the new covenant, the new covenant with Jesus Christ. And so today, I just want to talk to you. Amen. Lift up the name of Jesus, but talk to you a little bit about covenants. Amen. Why is, why, why is it so important in a crisis like this for you and I to remember the covenant God? Now, there's a theology out here called covenant theologies. Covenant theology. Uh, they're dispensational theology. And I'm not leaning in that direction, but what I am doing is drawing from the scriptures, amen, that God had made a covenant, amen, with, with, with Moses. And he had made a covenant with Abraham. And he had made a covenant, amen, with us. And, and I want to say this. I want to say this. The fact that we serve a God who keeps his covenant is encouraging to me this morning. Why is that encouraging? Why should I even, why should I even care about a covenant? Because think about it. When you enter into a covenant, when you enter into a covenant with someone, amen, it is an arrangement, it's an agreement, it's, it's binding. And it's the same thing with marriage. Marriage is a binding covenant, amen. And it's also an everlasting covenant because you say until death do you apart, amen. And so one of the things I started off talking about is that in a pandemic, we have to remember that he is a covenant God, all right? The covenants made between God and humans uh, define the basis of God's character. In the Old Testament, they showed, covenants showed the strength of his divine promise from Adam all the way through to the exile and, and restoration. God says, I will keep my promise. So if you have your Bible, uh, open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 9. I want to just recap this because I want you to understand where we're going with this. And it's important that we understand that because God is a covenant God, and because God keeps his covenants, amen, uh, it's important, saints, that we do not panic in a pandemic amen that we stay the course that we finish the race that we uh we trust and believe that god will do what he says he's going to do so if you look at genesis chapter 9 verse 11 it says and i will i establish my cup verse 11 and i establish my covenant with you amen and all flesh shall never again be cut off by water of the flood, neither shall there again be flood to destroy the earth. So one of the things you have to remind yourself of, even though we, we, we just saw in the news 
that there, there's a tornado watch in Houston right now. Amen. Until three o'clock. Uh, even with that, even with the threat of a tornado, God says, I will never destroy this earth again by water. So what it is, is just something we have to go through. And the reason why I want you to understand where we are now in respects to this pandemic, I want you to understand that this is something that we have to go through. Amen. Remember, this world would not be destroyed until Jesus, come on somebody, uh, un, well, not fully destroyed, but we won't be here, amen, for the aftermath of the rapture. And so because as I was, as I was thinking about this study, I said, Lord, how would you want me to present this to your people? And, and as I'm reading, as I'm studying the Lord again showed me that I want you to express to them, amen, that I am a God that keeps my promises. Saints, you have to find a promise from God's word. And you have to, you have to get into God's word. And if you're not getting into God's word, you will not really understand what his promises are to you and then hold on to those promises. You see, it's hard to hold on to something you don't know that you have. Amen. And so God made that promise to Noah. Amen. If you go to Genesis chapter, well, let's finish reading real quick. Uh, verse 11, verse 12, God said, this is the sign. And we, I think we, we, we recapped this the last time we were here. God said, this is the sign of the covenant, which I will make between me and you. And every living creature that is with you for all successive generations. So what we find is that this covenant now becomes what's called an everlasting covenant. Amen. A covenant that, uh, a covenant that will uh, bring us, amen, to, for generations to come. So we ought not to worry. We ought not to fret. We ought not to feel dismayed in the time like this because God is saying, amen, that I'm going to do something not only for this generation, but for all the generations to come. So we thank God, saints, amen, that the fact that we know that whenever God has promised something, God promised Isaac to Abraham. God promised him that he would be, a, he would have his nations. He, he said he would have so many people in his generation. And that has come to pass, not only through Isaac, but through Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we find that God keeps his promises and he kept his promise to Abraham. He kept his promise to Isaac, but he made these covenants with them. And, and I thank God that when I look at these covenants and I realize now that those covenants are still in play today, that gives me hope. Why, why do I need hope in a time like this? Because I need to know that there's somebody's word I can hold on to, amen, and not panic in a pandemic. I wish I had somebody. So I, I, listen, listen, I can't, I can't rely on CNN. 
I can't rely on MSNBC. I, I definitely can't rely on Fox News. Amen. Why? Because they're unreliable saints. But if you go to God's word in a time like this, and you look to God's word and you glean from God's word and you say, God, okay, your word says such and such and such. I'm going to stand on this word. Matter of fact, your word says this. Your word says, I'll never leave you, nor will I ever what? Forsake you. David says, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. Now, that was from David's experience. But that experience was based on the promise that God says, said from his word. That David would always reign, that someone from his lineage would reign forever. And ultimately, that is Jesus Christ. What I'm trying to show you here, saints. What I'm trying to paint, the picture I'm trying to paint this morning. Is that he is a covenant God. He's a God that keeps his promises as well as his covenant. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, and God said, this is the sign of the covenant, which I am making between me and you. Watch this. And every living creature that is with you for all successive generations. Verse 13. I set my bow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of a covenant. So watch this, the rainbow. Amen. I know a lot of people use the rainbow for a lot of different things. But the rainbow is a sign. Amen. That God says to us that I will forever keep my covenant. Watch this. Here's what I want you to understand about a covenant. God will give you a sign that seals the covenant. Watch this. That reminds you of the covenant. For instance, when we come together on the first Sunday and we eat of the Lord's Supper. Amen. It's symbolic. Amen. Because as a covenant that Christ Jesus died on the cross. Come on and help me somebody. That he rose from the dead. And that he will keep us from today and forevermore. That is a sign, saints. A sign that God is who he says he is. But it's a sign, amen, that reminds us, amen, that God, amen, will never leave us. But it's a sign of what Jesus did on Calvary's cross. That when we eat of his bread, amen, and drink of the cup, that's a sign, saints. Here's another sign, and I'm, I'm working up to the new covenant, okay? So I'm, I'm working from the old covenant. To the new covenant. Amen. And as we're working through the old covenant to the new covenant. Amen. One of the things that we know. Amen. Is that God will forever keep. Amen. His promises. But let's get back here. He says. He says it shall, it shall come about. 
Verse 15, when I bring a cloud over the earth, amen, and, and, and that the bow will be seen in the cloud. Verse 15, and I will remember. Watch what he says. I will what? I will remember. Remember what? What did he say? I will remember my covenant. Which I made. Which is between me and you. And every living creature. Of all flesh. And never again. Shall the water become a flood. To destroy all flesh. You see. What I want to say this to What I want to say to you. This morning saints. Is that God. Is good at his word. Don't you ever. Ever doubt. Saints I don't know. 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 I don't know what you've been thinking lately. I don't know if you've been panicking. I don't know if you've been troubled at some period in the quiet recesses of your home and your heart. Maybe you've had that moment of doubt. Maybe you've had that moment where you felt like I'm hearing what pastor is saying. I'm listening, but it just seems to me that the way it looks because the news media is magnifying the problem. But I want to tell you something this morning. The God we serve, he keeps his promises. And you got to trust and believe that no matter what it looks like right now, that God gives us a sign. And you know what sign we have? The cross. <laughs> You know what other sign we have? The word of God. You know what other sign we have? Amen. The Holy Spirit. Amen. That lives in us. That's a reminder that no matter what it looks like, there's somebody's word that you can trust in a time like this. And that somebody is Jesus. Do I have you? Watch this. Watch this. Look, look at verse. Look at, look at Genesis 15 for me. Genesis chapter 15. Amen. Genesis chapter 15. <clears throat> and and verse, verse 17. Let, let's back up for a minute. Let's back up to verse 1. And let's, let's look at it together. And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, I am a shield to you. What does a shield do? <laughs> if God said to Abraham, or Abram at that time, now remember, Abram was a pagan. A Abram worshipped other gods Abram got stuck amen amen in Ur he left Ur of the Chaldeans and he got stuck in Haran oh, I may have it backwards he may have got stuck in Haran and uh, in Ur and, and then Haran but but here's here's what I'm here's what I'm saying to you 
He was on a journey following his parents. His dad got stuck in Ur of the Chaldeans, actually. And Ur was the center or the city where they would worship their gods, their Luji gods. After his dad dies, God appears to Abram. God appears to Abram and said, listen, I want to make a covenant with you. See, saints, here's, here's what your church membership was all about before this happened. You and I made a covenant with God. I often ask myself, why am I still in church after all these years? What, what keeps me coming back to the house of God? See, what I found out, it's not because I'm so good. Amen. But it's because of the covenant that I made with God. And not just my part, but on his part to keep it. Now watch this. If it, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, come on, help me somebody. If it wasn't for the word of God, we wouldn't set foot back in the house of God. But I thank God like he did with Abram. He says, I am your shield to you. I'm a, I am a shield to you. Now, he's talking to a God he never met. He's talking to a God that he never knew. But watch what he says. He says, your reward shall be what? Great. See? Abram said, oh Lord God, what will you give me since I am childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, since you have given no offspring to me, one born in my house is my heir. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this man will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body, he shall be your heir. And he took him outside, watch this, and said, now look towards heaven. And count the stars. And if you're able to count them. And he said to them. So shall your descendants be. See. What I found out about God is this. We all end up in this place where. We are either barren. Broken. Come on somebody. Or we're, or we're at our wit's end. Amen. Or we don't see any hope in sight. Now, in those times, not to have a son to carry on your name was a big deal. It was a big deal. Abram said to God, I ain't got nobody but someone, the next of kin, his brother. Amen. Next of kin. And he's like, no, God said, no, here's what I'm going to do. He says, go outside. Now, here, here's, the, here's the thing about a covenant. When, when God makes a covenant with you. First of all, you got to remember something. Just like he showed Noah the rainbow. What he's doing with Abram is he's giving him an illustration of how great Amen. The promise of the covenant is going to be. I'm trying to help you. Here's what I'm trying to help you with. You don't see the end in view. 
You don't see anything good going on right now. You're thinking, oh, man, it's going from bad to worse. I'm losing my job. How are we going to pay this rent? How is this going to happen? How is that? See, have you forgotten the covenant that God has made with you? See, because when you start forgetting those things, you start panicking. I already told you. He says, amen. He says, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Amen. Paul declares, amen, that, that, that listen, nothing will separate us from the love of God. Did he not say that? He says nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. So therefore, if nothing can separate you from the love of God, God says he's going to take care of you. Amen. Like Abram, you got to look up at the stars and you got to realize something. Amen. That greater is yet to come in your life. What you have to do is hold on to the promise. I wish I had somebody. Because the one making the promise is bigger than the promise. Are you with me? And here's the thing. The one thing I can count on is God's word. And if he says he's going to do it, come on and help me somebody. Then that means he's going to do it. And we don't have to argue. We don't have to fuss. We don't even have to worry. I know you're concerned. But you don't have to worry. Look what, look what Abram, look what Abram, Abram's looking at his situation. God made the promise to him. But watch this, watch the text. Verse 6, Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. Look what the text says. Look what the text says. The text says, after God told him to look up at the skies, and so shall your descendants be Look what he says. Now, here's a barren man, and God has given him a visual of what his future is going to be like. (laughs) Watch this. The problem with us as believers, we don't know all the promises. 7,637 promises found in God's word. Amen. And if you're not standing on any of them, then how can you see a brighter future? I know you probably already settled into your pandemic life, but let me tell you something. I'm not settled because this is not it. This is temporary. And let me tell you something. The God I serve got more in store for us. Now, watch this. Verse 6 says, and then he believed. The text says, and then he believed He what? He believed in the Lord. Saints, I want to say this to you. It's not just knowing the covenant. It's not just hearing the promises. Oh, I wish I had somebody. It's it's not just good enough to quote the promise. It's not good enough to just walk around and shout. The promises. But the bottom line is. You got to believe the promises. The problem with us is. You know. We we don't believe. Very long. 
You know, and, and, and may I say this to you this morning? Our faith, our faith is being tested in this time. God wants to know, do you believe? Because the only way that the promise is going to work for any of us, amen, and especially you, you have to believe the promise. Saints, I believe that's what the problem is. Problem is, we believe for only a few minutes. We only believe as long as everything is good. But listen, what are you going to do when it gets bad? You see, and that's what happened with Abram. He became a covenant breaker later on. You know, you know why I say that? And, and, and let me say this. He becomes a covenant breaker later on, but God is so merciful. You know, God is so merciful that, that his wife, you know, his wife tricked him. For real, like she tricked him, for real. Like she was impatient. Uh, let's talk about this for a minute. She was impatient. She stopped believing. Let, let, let me say this. Let me say this. Watch this now. God, he, God took him outside, verse 5. Told him to look. Open your eyes. See those stars? Your descendants are going to be just like them. Now watch this. Now, the thing about a promise is this. You have to remember that certain promises or promises and covenants, either they never expire because we have everlasting covenants. We have conditional promises or covenants. And then we have lifelong covenants, as I said earlier. Now watch this. The problem with most of us is this. If God gave it to you right now, you wouldn't appreciate it. So what you got to do is you got to go through some stuff to get to it. And I believe that the stuff you go through to get to it, it makes you appreciate it when you get it. So what am I saying? What are you saying, pastor? I'm saying God may be having to cause you, that's Ebonics, uh, to go through some stuff right now. So that when you get to the promise, the covenant is already made, Abram. Bible says it, he believed and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Verse 7, and he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the, I tell you it was Ur, Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. He says, oh Lord God, how may I know 
Come on, man. How may I know that I will possess it? Isn't that like us? We believe for a minute. And then, boom. We go right back to not believing again. Why? Because the bank account said $10 in there and 50 cents. Amen. Things ain't happening. Car broke. Phone broke. You're broke. Everything broke. Amen. But God is saying, I didn't change. My word is still the same. My covenant with you is the same. It has not changed. Now I'm walking into the new covenant, okay? So I'm just I'm just showing you the old some of the old covenants. Okay? And and, and watch this. And watch this. Watch this now. He says, How do I know? So he said to him, Bring me three a three year old heifer, and a three year old female goat, and three year old ram, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these and put and to him and he cut them in two and laid each half opposite each other but he did not cut the bird and the bird of the prey came down upon the carcass and Abram drove them away drove them away now when the sun had gone down was going down a deep sleep fell upon Abraham and behold terror terror and great darkness fell upon him verse 13 God said to Abraham, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed for what? For 400 years. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterward they will come out with many possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace, and you shall be buried at a good old age. Then in the fourth generation, they will return here for the iniquity of the Ammonites is not yet complete. And it came about when the sun had set and that it was very dark. Behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch which passed between these part, these pieces. And on that day, the Lord made a what? A covenant. See, oftentimes we doubt what God has said. And then we have to experience that dark terror. Saints, don't doubt. Believe that the God who made the covenant is the God who's going to bring.